You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1061 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Saturday evening. In today's podcast, we'll break down the Summer League game that happened on Saturday afternoon between the Hawks and the Miami Heat. Atlanta prevailed by a 94-90 final score. A pretty interesting sort of back-and-forth game by Summer League standards. We'll get into all of that stuff. First, I want to plug on Friday, Robbie Callen joined me. I guess it was Thursday night into Friday. Um, live from Vegas, talking about the Hawks and Summer League and the entire offseason, etc. That's a uh, worthwhile listen as well as all the stuff that's in the archive right now. We have stuff going back to the draft. It's been basically a show per day since the draft. It's been very, very busy with Tower Jones and Brian Schroeder and other places. Um, so please subscribe to the podcast via your platform of choice. Thank you, as always, for everyone who's already done that. But please also rate, review, tell your friends, etc. cetera. Um, last thing before we get into uh, the show itself. I'm back home from Vegas um, after a spectacular, as always, travel experience. On Saturday, a long day with regard to uh, getting the game stuff done, etc. And I want to thank everybody who reached out after I spilled last week that uh, my apartment was broken into and robbed back back in Atlanta when I was in Vegas. And uh, that was a lot to deal with. It still is going to be a lot to deal with moving forward. But I wanted to always take a second and thank everybody that reached out with well wishes um, for that. So not ideal timing to be 3,000 miles away when that kind of stuff happens. And I don't often dive into the personal stuff, but that was obviously not a whole lot of fun to deal with. While I was on the road, so thank you for your patience and all of that stuff as well. Um, before we get into the game itself, and it'll probably be a little, a little bit shorter podcast because of it's, it's just a summer league game. It's also a weekend, sort of, sort of a bonus podcast of sorts. But first, a word from our sponsors, and the first of which is Sweatblock. There are a few things in life that just are not any fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. It's not fun for anyone to sweat through their shirt for no reason. I'm sure we've all dealt with this at some point in time, and while there are definitely bigger problems in the world, it can certainly feel like a big deal when it happens in the moment. And that's why you should check out Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You can simply apply it at night before you go to bed, and then after you go to bed, the next morning you can wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying at all about sweat. Guaranteed. Sweatblock is doctor-created and doctor-recommended, and it works for up to seven days per use. There is also, by the way, a dry shirt guarantee, and if Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's manufactured in the USA. Sweatblock has a bestseller on Amazon and other places for the past decade. I know it might sound too good to be true, but it absolutely works. You can wear what you want to wear with confidence, and it really is an absolute must-have. If you or someone you know and love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock right now. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or check it out at a CVS near you right now. One more time, that is promo code locked on at sweatblock.com for 20% off. Promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag. The offseason is here for the Atlanta Hawks in full force, but BetOnline is still the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is still in full swing at this point in time. You can track all the action, though, at BetOnline. And beyond baseball, there is all kinds of interest from sport to sport, entertainment, and much more. Get all the latest news, the odds, and the information for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, golf, tennis, auto racing, F1, 
all that fun stuff. You can find it all at Bet Online. And on top of that, you have odds boosters, entertainment bets, the works. You can find it all in one place. Before the next pitch, dribble, or pass, head over to the Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their run to their respective playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code LOCKED ON. 50% extra cash if you use the promo code LOCKED ON when you sign up at betonline.ag. Check it all out in one place, your best place to find all the sports action, the fastest, easiest, and best. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we'll dive in now to Saturday's game. And just before tip-off, actually, a little bit of the win got knocked out of this one with Sharif Cooper being ruled out. I actually broke that news um, from Vegas, and uh, he was out due to health and safety protocols. Um, a little bit of a curious thing, and people were asking me, and I try to share this on Twitter as well. I'm not sure how he was ruled out for health and safety protocols and also being allowed to stay on the bench. Um, I will stress that NBA rules um, for the regular season, when you have to kind of like, you know be upfront about your injury report and all that stuff, don't really apply to summer league. So the Hawks don't have to have a reason to not play anyone in summer league, and that's worth noting. But they did say and tell me that it was health and safety protocol related. So not really sure what's going to happen there, but uh, maybe he'll be able to play on Monday. I'm not sure, but. In the end, uh, obviously, it would have been better to watch Shreve Cooper play, but the Hawks actually had a, a pretty interesting game led by Skylar Mays and Jalen Johnson and others, so we'll dive into all that stuff now. But they ended up starting E.B. Watson in the backcourt alongside Skylar Mays in this game, and they went with Eric Moreland at center instead of Jordan Bell because neither Jordan Bell nor Max Heidegger were, are with the Hawks. Um, at least they weren't on Saturday. I'm told it was not related to health or injury stuff, but that's all I know at this point in time. So that was two guys who played in the rotation the first three games that were not available to the Hawks in this game. So lots of guys played that hadn't played much or at all in this game. So it was a lot of, you know, as always on this podcast the last couple of days, you might have noticed, but if you're just catching on now, I'm going to focus most of the time on the guys who matter more for the season. That's Jalen Johnson and Skylar Mays in particular. But we'll come back to that later on. Uh, just as an example, they played Jawan Durham and Justin Jaworski for the first time both this week. Jaworski actually played in the fourth quarter. Um, they actually went to a lineup that did not have Mays, Cooper, or Johnson for the first time all week. It did not go very well at all in the first half. In fact, the Hawks really scuffled it with their backup back, backup backcourt in this game. Um, and also, it was A.J. Lawson playing against his old summer league team. Remember, he just arrived a few days ago after playing with the Heat in California. So lots of interesting stuff with regard to the roster management side in this game. The Hawks, it was kind of a back-and-forth game. The Hawks led early. Um, then the Heat had their sort of one of their two big runs early in the second quarter. Um, and the Hawks actually let, let's get by, by one point at the half. They shot it incredibly well in the first half. 55% from the floor, had 14 assists in 20 minutes. That's a lot of assists. Got to the line 14 times as well. And the trio of Jalen Johnson, Skylar Mays, and Devon Kumpersell combined for 40 of the 52 points the Hawks scored in the first half. Miami, though, made a bunch of threes. Max Struess was good in this game. Uh, they had eight threes in the first half. And then Miami actually took the game over a little bit in the second half. They won it by as many as nine points after halftime. The Hawks, though, did settle in a little bit defensively. I thought they were pretty rough at times early on, but uh, were much better you know, mid-third quarter on, basically, defensively in this game. They reclaimed the lead with about six minutes to go in the fourth, um, but it lasted only one possession because uh, Miami actually had a, a pretty big run. I think it was an 8-0 run after um, Joe Johnson actually had back-to-back turnovers and then badly missed a three, so that was probably his worst stretch of the entire game. And they were down by seven as a result late. But then uh, a bunch of threes happened for the Hawks. So it was a Coon Purcell and Johnson back-to-back to get the Hawks back within three with about three minutes to go. And then Skylar made his, his, his one off the glass, actually. It was a pretty funny moment. Skylar was very good in this game. That was a pretty funny, uh, you know, straight-ahead bank 
three cut the lead down to one. And all three of those threes came within about 70 seconds of each other. So that was uh, probably what swung the game in Atlanta's direction. And then nobody scored for a while, and then Akun Purcell had the biggest shot of the game um, with a go-ahead three with about 30 seconds to go. A very deep shot that went in. They got a stop from there, and then Skylar Mays actually went down very hard, um, was fouled in the backcourt when Miami had to foul. He crashed, landed on his face. Um, Skylar took a while to talk to the media after the game itself. He did say that he was fine, and he was happy they got the win, but I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Maybe he'll be done for summer league if this any sort of injury, but he was holding his face for a while. His jaw... Any, anything having to do with your head banging against the, against the floor is not great, but he did come back in this game. That's worth noting as well. And then the Hawks just kind of held on for dear life at the very end of the game and ended up with a four-point win. So, again, kind of a pretty interesting back-and-forth nature of this game. Lots of scoring on offenses on both sides. Um, we'll get into the, you know, the, basically the Mays-Johnson uh, of it all later on in the podcast. But first, I want to talk about the guys who were not Mays and Johnson. I thought the two standouts that were, uh, you know, sort of the non-roster guys were Akun Purcell and Admiral Schofield in this game. Schofield had 12.6 rebounds in 22 minutes, actually made four threes. That's something he's going to have to do to play in the NBA. You know, he was a top 45 pick a couple years ago out of Tennessee, and I think he's a pretty interesting player if he can make threes, and he made four in this game, which is why I want to at least say that out loud. And then defensively, he's been pretty solid the entire week. His hands have been a little bit weird. He's played some small ball center at times, um, but I thought he was at least pretty good defensively, and uh, I think, obviously, his incredible brute strength is very helpful for him. And then Cooper Cell was awesome once again in this game, particularly in the first quarter. He was very, very strong. Finished the game with 18 points and four assists in 31 minutes. Actually played more than everyone else did on the floor for Atlanta in this spot. Um, showed some off-dribble game, especially if he was handling the ball a little bit more without Sharif, without Sharif Cooper out there in this game. Two quick assists in the first quarter. Always solid on defense. Good cutter off the ball. Um, very active player. A good sort of veteran presence. Um, didn't shoot it great today, but I made, made a couple big shots late. Was two of nine from three. But, you know, aside from that, played very, very, very well. I, I sort of made this parallel on Twitter, but if he was 22 years old, I'd spend a lot of time on him because, uh, he, you know, he's 28. That's probably too old to really matter for where the Hawks are right now and uh, sort of try to find a development guy. But if I'm a team that has a roster spot available, I would not mind calling him. Um, I think he's probably an NBA quality player right now, um, just not someone who's going to be a huge development project because he is so old. But at the same time, uh, he's very, very solid and would probably help a couple teams right now as some uh, wing depth in the future. So, um, we'll leave it there for now on the rest of the guys. You know, not a whole lot to say about, uh, you know, Eric Moreland, E.B. Watson, Javon Delorier, uh, you know, A.J. Lawson was interesting. It definitely, definitely had some good moments. Uh, energy-wise, had a block shot, a couple of assists, but nobody else really stood out to me other than Akun Purcell and a little bit of Admiral Schofield. All right, before we get to uh, Jalen Johnson and, and Skylar Mays and the majority of their work in this game, more from our sponsors, and the first of which is Built Bar. With Built Bar, there are so many delicious flavors that there's always something for everyone, and honestly, it's difficult to pick just one. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're always passionate about their favorites, but for me, I have more than one, quite frankly. If you don't know all the Built Bar flavors at this point in time, you're absolutely missing out. They have coconut, they have cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, German chocolate, and my personal favorite has to be cookies and cream. It's been that way for a long time, but even with my affection for cookies and cream, there are other options that are honestly just about as good and really they're fantastic for everyone that enjoys Built Bar. In addition to being extremely tasty and Built Bar is extremely tasty, they're also very very healthy 
They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calorie range is 130 to 180. They only have four or five grams of sugar, and they only have four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors all the way across the board. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. If you order today, they get the grass popper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. And if you go to built.com and use the promo code locked on, you're 15% off your order with Built Bar. Use the promo code locked on, 15% off at built.com. Okay, we'll go to Skylar Mays first, and he had a very nice game on Saturday. Um, 26 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, and 10 of 10 at the free throw line. He made a 3 early, had a nice grab and go off an offensive rebound. Sorry, a defensive rebound they went, they went coast to coast on very quickly. That was not the first time that happened in this game. He, he did get called for offensive foul early on that I made a note of because it was a reminder that Mays, um, while I do like him a lot in a lot, a lot of different ways, he is limited in terms of his burst. And for him to create separation on the perimeter against NBA quality guards can sometimes be a challenge. So I noted that because he was kind of leaning on that strength and that craft, which is good to have, but also he does not have that traditional burst that you would want at the point of attack. But I thought he was very, very aggressive in a good way with the ball in his hand, especially when Johnson was off the floor, when he was kind of the only guy that came on. Um, he had an awesome, an awesome reverse layup for three-point play early on. He had seven points in a row for the Hawks in the second quarter. Had a nice lob to Johnson. Had 16 points at the half in only 13 minutes. Just an excellent little stretch for him. And then it had this awesome um, sort of coast-to-coast. He ripped, he ripped the ball away in the third quarter, went the entire length of the floor on the play, and then finished with a pretty obscene left-handed finish off the glass, plus the foul. And uh, that showed off his craft and his flexibility. Uh, Kevin Sharon asked him after the game about his sort of English on shots, and he practices that stuff, you know, the spins off the off the backboard, all that stuff. Uh, the craft is really there for Skylar Mays. So I don't want to overstate it. He wasn't, you know, Michael Jordan today or anything like that, but I thought he was, I thought he was very good. And uh, it's good to have that kind of versatility because I keep saying people always ask me, you know, is he a one or a two? And I kind of just say both because he's probably more of a two, like, athletically, but he can, he can handle the ball a little bit. He can pass it a little bit. He can play defense against point guards. So um, having that flexibility is very, very helpful on a team that has Trey Young on it. Um, we'll see what Skylar Mays' contract situation is going to be in the future, whether it's a two-way or whether he'll leave or whatever else. There's nothing guaranteed right now for Mays. But obviously, I think he's an NBA player. I think uh, that's pretty clear at this point. And uh, we'll see where that ends up um, landing. But I think uh, he showed sort of most of his arsenal in this game, both on offense and defense, just kind of being pesty. And uh, also shooting the ball decently well, getting to the line, showing that craft, passing, being in the right place at the right time, and just a nice well-rounded performance from Mays. Um, and then we'll get into Johnson now. 25 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, a block. Did have 4 turnovers, but actually was 3 of 6 from 3. So pretty nice shooting night for Jalen Johnson. Um, it began very much early on. He had a block an assist, and a very nice 18-foot jump shot in the first 90 seconds of this game. So uh, he set the tone very, very early. The block was just absurd. Uh, I did see a couple of people, Wes Morton and Kevin Schnard, share this as well, like screenshots. He was way above the rim for that block shot in the first couple of minutes at at the apex of the ball, and that shows off his uh, explosion vertically. Hit a three pretty quickly early on as well, had seven points in the first three minutes. Uh, he, d- he did sort of slow down a little bit, and I will credit this to Tower Jones, who I'm sure we'll talk to in the near future, friend of the podcast. Johnson does seem to sort of labor off a little bit um, at the end of his stints, particularly if they're more than like four or five minutes at a time. Um, that's not totally out of the ordinary for a guy who hasn't played basketball in a long time. You know, he, d- he did play at Duke, but not in huge spurts, and then didn't play again for a long time. So he'll have to get into sort of that game shape, be able to play a little bit longer. But obviously, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, you know nitpicking to do in this game. Had another awesome dunk off the lob from Skylar Mays at 15 points in the first half in 14 minutes. They actually let him run through a lot of the high and mid post again 
um, offensively, probably even more so at times in this game because of, because of Cooper not being there and Mays being the only guy that really trusted to run their offense. So a lot of Johnson in that way, um, some good passing out of that as he's shown quite a bit, some good patience from Johnson, kind of taking what's allowed to him at this point in time. He's also very good at crashing the glass offensively. I think it's probably something that you might want to downplay at some point because you don't want to go crazy on offensive glass on those no-hope rebounds because you got to be able to get back on defense. But at Summer League, not really a problem, and you want to just see him get that activity going. He definitely has it so far this week. And a couple of awesome finds, as I said before, as a passer. One to Akun Purcell for a dunk in the third quarter. It was an awesome pass. Mays, two as a cutter. Some good chemistry being shown by all of those guys. I thought Johnson uh, was, again, um, pretty good in this game. And again, you know, I keep saying like this, almost, I guess, on every podcast, but you can't really ask for much more than Johnson been giving you so far through the Hawks. You know, I, I'd love to talk to Travis Schleck about this, but I think, true serum-wise, I'm not sure what he could have possibly done through four games to be better than he's been. It's still Summer League. You don't want to go too crazy. I talked about with Robbie a little bit on this uh, last podcast, two, eight, uh, you know, I guess about a day, day and a half ago now, but still uh, an awesome showing so far for Jalen Johnson. He's been efficient, effective, the highlight plays were there. The defense has largely been there. And, uh, yeah, very, very strong stuff from the first-round pick. That'll do it for today in terms of uh, the actual breakdown. Again, a fun game. I recommend watching if you if you were not able to watch this one, at least to focus on Johnson and Mays. But this is not the final game for the Hawks in Las Vegas. Um, there was some scheduling uncertainty as to when they would play their fifth game. The four games that were uh, scheduled for everybody else that were all locked in. But now, the actually, the NBA announces during the Hawks game the Hawks' fifth game and their last game in Las Vegas will be Monday against the New York Knicks at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific in Las Vegas on NBA TV. And as a reminder, there's no tournament this year. This is going to be the fifth game for the Hawks and also definitely the final game no matter the results. So if you want to see these guys play one more time before the uh, long, dark period of the offseason with no basketball games for like two months, um, that will be Monday evening against the Knicks. So um, I'm not sure about Cooper. I'm not sure about Mays after the hard fault that he took. So there's a possibility that Hawks could be a little bit shorthanded in that game, uh, as is often the case. Not always, but often in Las Vegas, guys will stop playing through the week at some point and kind of just be done. They've proven enough, etc. So that wouldn't stun me. But regardless, the Hawks will be in action. I'll be wearing Hawks on, their, on the front of their uniforms on Monday night. So we'll have that to come as well. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. Once again, I ask you to subscribe. Uh, every podcast, I'm sure, but it really does help the pod a lot. So tell your friends about the show. If you wanted to use multiple platforms to go ahead and do that, I would not be uh, upset about that whatsoever. But regardless, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. We'll be back again early next week, either before the game or after. But I promise you, it will be no later than Monday night into Tuesday when the next podcast will be coming. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>